Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast, your home for all things tabletop sports. I'm James Cast, and this is episode 74. Today, I give you my top five tabletop wrestling games. Connect with the podcast on Facebook or email. If you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com backslash tabletop sportcast. Of course, the best way to support it is to tell your friends about the podcast and subscribe, follow, or give us a five-star rating. Now let's get to today's top five list. So today we're going to talk about tabletop wrestling games. And wrestling, pro wrestling, is one of those um, kind of fringe sports but I think starting in the 80s, I really started getting into like at the time WWF um, became a fan like in my teenage years. And pro- and I definitely continued to follow pro wrestling like through like what has been known as the Attitude Era. Um, Post Attitude Era, I think my interest in it waned quite a bit. But there's that nostalgic feel of, you know, sitting down and watching these wrestling shows like on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning and, um, you know, didn't really get a lot of the pay-per-view events back in the day, but certainly got tuned into it. And then, you know, as I became like a younger adult, like and during the Attitude Era, like those Monday and Thursday night shows, like just really drew you in, like with a lot of the storylines that were going. Translating that to like a tabletop game has been difficult. Um, You know, my first exposure to the wrestling games probably started with video games and it plays really well as a video game. You know, it's it's action oriented. Right. So you get a lot of move sets and you get to do a lot of different things inside the ring. So it plays really well as a video game. Um, And then the video game was able to track a little bit more for you, like what was going to happen in terms of the storylines and stuff. But translating that to the tabletop has been a little more difficult. Um, But I think each of these five games that we're going to talk about has had varying levels of success in doing just that and enabling you not only to be able to recreate a match on your tabletop, but also to run a federation and feel like you are the booker. Um, And as we talked about with like ST Patrick over the weekend, Sometimes that's one of the bigger challenges with these games. So let's start this list off with number five on the list, which is going to be Ultra Quick Wrestling by Downey Games. Uh, Ultra Quick Wrestling I got introduced to kind of in the 2010s, and it is a really good game at capturing a lot of the different elements that you want in terms of playing wrestling on your tabletop. First, for someone like me, it they offer all of the historical wrestlers, right? You can pick up a lot of different sets, and I was easily able to find like a lot of the wrestlers that I wanted from the eras that I had been watching. Um, they did a good job of also capturing some of the gimmick matches that you have, and their rating system in, was the first that I had seen kind of introduce this idea that wrestlers can be described with different traits. So it doesn't necessarily give each wrestler like their specific move sets. You know, if I look at like Hulk Hogan's card in ultra quick wrestling, I won't see like his signature finishing moves or any of his other signature moves. 
but I will know like which types of move sets he has that will enable him to win a match. And it also introduced this idea of having special events and, and helping you increase the storylines. Um, by their advanced rules, you get to have things like pre-event and post-event and even in-match like highlights that can happen. And a lot of those were uh, percentage-based. So you wouldn't have it happen every single time. But if it happened, then that got to be a storyline element that you could follow up on. So it does a really good job. The other thing it is, is it, it introduced this idea of like a heat rating. And the heat rating allowed you to understand like how good a wrestler was going to be. So, you know, guys like Hulk Hogan had really high heat ratings, but then you could even get down to like in some of these sets, like the jobbers who have really low heat ratings. And, you know, clearly they're not going to be able to compete as well against the high heat wrestlers. So in terms of setting up a fed and running it that way, you you knew like who good tag team partners were. You knew who like the good solo wrestlers were. Um, you got like a feel for the heels versus the faces and all that plays out really well with ultra quick wrestling. So it's at number five on our list. At number four is a very unique game and that is book it. It's the pro wrestling promoter card game by foam hammer games. Uh, it is, it's a deck building game and the idea here is that you're trying to build up a new federation. You start off with a bunch of jobbers and you your goal is to try to get the highest score that you can. And you kind of compete against yourself or you can play it with a group and you can all be competing against each other. You're trying to sign different wrestlers and you have to do that through earning cash through your shows earning reputation points through your shows and your final score is based on like how much revenue, how much popularity does your federation have? And that increases the better the wrestling core that you have, the, the better the matches are that you can put on. So when you start off with like jobbers, for instance, um, you basically start with really low level wrestlers and they're not going to generate a lot of revenue because they're not going to have a lot of highlighted matches. But when you start booking really top talent, you increase the value of each of those matches during your shows. So you run several shows and by the end of those shows, you try to see like how well did you do? And if you're competing against friends, then, you know, which of you runs the best fed over that limited time frame? And if you're playing it solo, you just got to go for your own personal high score. So it's it's a, it beats out ultra quick wrestling a little bit just because of the uniqueness of the game. It's kind of one of a kind on the market. Um, it's a fairly quick play. And I think it's, you know, hour, hour and a half time frame to be able to play it. But, you know, it's it's definitely a fun game. It has a really good look to it also. You know, the artwork on the cards is really fun. And it brings in a lot of the aspects of professional wrestling, although it's completely fictional and, you know, it doesn't allow you to get into uh, match by match, setting up your own matches, seeing the move sets, that kind of stuff. So that's number four, Book It uh, by Foam Hammer Games. At number three on our list, 
we have Superstar Pro Wrestling. And this is probably one of the first to really kind of capture uh, pro wrestling in a tabletop format uh, in a really successful way. I've talked about Superstar Pro Wrestling because of one of the main mechanics of the game in the past, but uh, this game came out in like the 80s. Um, it is published by Superstar Game Company. Uh, designer was Craig Hirsch. One of the things that I really like, the mechanic that I really liked about Superstar Pro Wrestling is that in addition to just having all the offensive moves, which almost every wrestling game is able to capture like offensive moves, this one also gave wrestlers the opportunity to play defense a little bit. And your really good technical wrestlers play better defense than highly like offensive um, kind of just bruisers, you know, that are in the ring. That like defensive aspect allowed them to gain control sometimes um, or you know, execute reversals, things like that. And then they could kind of turn the tide a little bit, switch the momentum around. Uh, so on your main card, when you're dealing with like superstar pro wrestling is first off, you get the actual, you get a set of moves. And, and most of the time it is signature moves for that wrestler. Uh, you, they have their specialty move, which is usually going to be like one of their core finishers. Um, if I'm looking at, for instance, like a Ric Flair's card, you know, the figure four leg lock is like his specialty move, right? Uh, you get to see like how they act around the ropes, how they act on the offensive side, and like how well are they going to be able to play defense. It also brings into things like tag team ratings. Um and brings in that idea of star power. It, has, it uses something called a priority rating, which allows you to think about like how good is this wrestler compared to some of the other wrestlers in the Federation. It plays a little long, especially tag team matches. I think that's one of the drawbacks to Superstar Pro Wrestling is how long it can take to get through games. Um, because the idea is like you're basically working down points and the further down you get on the point scale the better your opportunities are to finally get you know secure a pinfall um tag team matches can take a long time because you're really trying to burn down two wrestlers so those can take a long time it did introduce a lot of gimmick matches and they had some like special charts that they had built for gimmick matches so and i think they did a really good job of capturing like some of the special moves that can happen during those gimmick matches. Um, but, you know, it really stopped developing past the 80s. So it, it really has much more of a nostalgic feel to this. Uh, and if your, you know, interest in wrestling is geared more towards like the 70s and 80s, I think this is a game that would you would really enjoy because it's really designed to be like that style of wrestling. It didn't incorporate anything in terms of like, pre-match or post-match or help you build storylines this was really to be more like a play-by-play -play recreation of a wrestling match uh, so it checks in for me at number three now at number two and you know i'll have put a little disclaimer here but at number two i'm gonna have the squared circle by st patrick uh and the disclaimer here is I've only just started playing this game and it is already at number two for me. So, and I'll explain when I get to number one, like why I've still got this one at number two, but 
this game, I think what I've seen so far from it and, you know, in conversations with ST and getting a chance to play this game a little bit, one, total respect for the amount of research that has gone into developing the wrestlers. I think it it surpassed what Superstar Pro Wrestling was able to accomplish, even with wrestlers of the same eras, because it feels much more complete in capturing what these wrestlers are able to do. Uh, I feel like the move sets are less. There's a little bit with Superstar Pro Wrestling where there's parts where it feels a little bit more like a generic um, move set. And even where they've got really specific move sets for different wrestlers, I don't know if I feel like there's probably some anecdotal evidence that takes place here rather than getting to like the, you know, to actual research and feeling like those are the move sets that can really play out. Uh, it uses a similar system in terms of burning down the points, but as opposed to Superstar Pro Wrestling, the starting point for different wrestler is is different for different wrestlers. And the better the wrestler, the more points they have to work with, which allows for fewer upsets to take place. And those are some of the reasons that I think that this one has kind of surpassed that. I also think that because of the amount of research that like ST is putting into the game, um, he is developing a lot of great gimmick matches and those gimmick matches are introduced right as he completes different sets. So as you start to add on for the different sets that you have, you have more and more options to get these gimmick matches. And, you know, you heard him even talk about things like, you know, even the gimmick matches that he's not really a big fan of, like a tuxedo match, like he still scores it and makes it available to you. Right. So you're going to get all of those gimmick matches. Um, it plays. It's fairly easy to play. Right. And that's another good reason. It, it probably still tends to be a little on the longer side, but they have developed a couple of options there for those who want to play it a little quicker. Uh, you have the option to. Um, reduce like the starting point for the wrestlers that speeds the game up. And he's also got a quick play version that you can use. Uh, and I, I also think that his battle Royale uh, mechanic probably surpasses anything that all these other games offers. So it's at number two after just a couple of plays. And, you know, the fact that it's really geared towards the historical wrestlers is a big winning point for me as well. Um, so it's it's definitely moving up. It quickly jumped to the top towards the top of my list. And I think it has a shot at making it to number one the more I get into it. So speaking of number one, at number one is Face to the Mat by Play Games. Uh, and... I think some of the things that Play Games has done with their wrestling uh, game um, hits the sweet spot, right? So first, amount of time to play it is is minimal. Uh, it, you can play a match very quickly. Very, it's very infrequent that a match actually drags on, and usually it'll drag on when you have lower level wrestlers facing off against each other because they just don't have enough traits to really get the match to move along the right way. It, and that's why it probably, you know, both the number two and number three games take a little longer to play because of that point burn down. So, you know, that's one of the reasons the face to the mat kind of moves up towards the top. 
Uh, it definitely captures like the fun aspect of wrestling. And I do think that you can get to a place where, you know, the move sets uh, make it feel a little bit like that wrestling match. You get a really good feel for like kind of back and forth that can take place and you can get those momentum shifts to happen during the course of a game as well. Uh, it has a lot of different charts that brings a lot of specific events into it. Um, you've got things like the ref bumps and you've got a lot of specialty moves that can happen and you can quickly get onto a chart and find that your match has just ended from some obscure event taking place. Uh, it has the pre-match and the post-match events that really help kind of drive storylines and it, and you don't need to work hard to maintain a federation with this. Um, and I think versus like the number two and three games on this list, I can basically start with a small federation. This is what I'm attempting to do now with face to the mat, just schedule a few matches. And all of a sudden, because of just those couple of matches, like storylines start to develop and I start to have more and more grudge matches, right? It like really does a really good job of setting up grudge matches, which keeps your storylines going and keeps your wrestlers engaged. Um, the interview segments that it has also helps drive storylines. So you can just kind of, you know, I've gotten into the habit now of scheduling those interview segments in each of my shows and those help, you know, push wrestlers up or push wrestlers down and drive storylines and get matches created. So it does a really nice job of that too. Uh, it probably comes up a little short, and these are some of the places that I could see a switch between one and two happening at some point is I think it comes up a little short in trying to set up the gimmick matches. It doesn't have a really the, the system doesn't have a real easy way of incorporating those into it. Uh, it It is set up to do cage matches and it's set up to do hardcore matches. Um, you can do your tag matches. Beyond that, though, you really have to, and it does have a battle royale, but it doesn't feel as good as like what you get from uh, the squared circle. So they're close. These two games are pretty close, but I think face to the mat just kind of has still edged it out. Now, one of the real drawbacks to face to the mat is that it doesn't offer the true professional wrestlers. Um, you're really working with fictional wrestlers, but they've, you know, they've done a really good job at play of giving you those wrestler archetypes in their fictional sets. So even though you don't have like the actual wrestlers, you're getting a good mix of wrestlers that make you feel like you're recreating some kind of a federation. And it, you know, it is one of those places where fictional does work for me as well. Um, I can see going both ways. Like I love the idea of having like, you know, the macho man and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, like on my tabletop. But if I have, you know, other wrestlers, you know, I'm doing the WAF set right now. And if I have Mr. Everything on my tabletop, like I know what he kind of represents and that works for me as well. So it is, a, it's a, one of those sports that the fictional doesn't draw away from it. Like it does for me in other sports. So there's my top five. I uh, figured it was just a quick little rundown of those for today's episode. And, you know, we'll be back on Sunday with a new episode. But all of these games are worth a play. If you haven't had a chance to play any of them, like I would recommend going out and find them. 
Um, the only one, if you're if you are into like playing computer games, there is a computer or at least a automated version of Superstar Pro Wrestling that's available out there. Um, so you can go out and find that. Uh, it does speed the game up a little bit. And, you know, what's amazing about a couple of those games is just the extensive library of wrestlers that are available. So, you know, for if you're really into the historical side. Go with the squared circle, superstar pro wrestling, even ultra quick wrestling, because you're going to have a full library of wrestlers that's available to you. But if you're looking for something that's more a little on the fictional side, uh, then you probably want to definitely think about face to the mat, unless you really want to do something with like not with dice and not fast action cards, but actually doing like a card building game. Uh, book it is probably the way to go. All right. That's it for today. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with a new show. And thanks again for all the support.